Good morning, everybody. And the Summer of Heroes continues. And today we have four to talk about. We're going to start with um, Elijah, the prophet. But we got to have some background first. So you remember King David, David and Goliath, David. So the next king after him is Solomon, and he was the one that wanted the wise heart and started out so well, but he started marrying multiple wives for political alliances to make his kingdom bigger, stronger, more powerful, all that stuff. And his wives brought in false gods to the kingdom. And pretty soon, that's where his heart was, and it didn't lead anywhere good. He had a son, Rehoboam, and then we have two kings after that because the kingdom splits in half. And you've got the northern kingdom, and you've got the southern kingdom. So you've got ten tribes that go into the northern kingdom, um, which they call... Israel, and you've got two tribes that go into the southern kingdom, which is Judah kingdom. And the two kings are Rehoboam, and he's the northern kingdom, and Jeroboam, and he's the southern kingdom. And if you look at all the kings all the way through, um, Israel, out of 19 kings, as we study forward, none of them were good. All of them were bad. And out of the Judah kings, out of 20 kings, eight of them were good and the rest were bad. So they're not going into good places to come. Now, Elijah, he is the prophet of the northern kingdom. And he's the only prophet. And what do you think the prophet's called to do is in the northern kingdom well it's to try to preach the gospel and bring them to a place of repentance and get rid of the false ideas and and come back so that's his job and he seals the heavens so there is no rain and that not only affects the people, but it affects him too. No rain, therefore no food. Big famine, a lot of people dying. And the whole idea is for them to humble themselves and repent and come back to the Lord. Um, so he is by a brook and he's drinking water from the brook and the Lord sends ravens to feed him there. So they bring him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drinks out of the brook. Well, the brook eventually drives up because there's no rain. And he, the Lord tells him, go to Zarephath, and there you're going to find a widow woman, and she will sustain you. So he goes to this place, and we come to our second hero, which is 
Her name is the widow of Zarephath. We don't really know her name. Um, but she's in bad shape, starving to death. She has a son, and he also is starving. And But she knows that this prophet's going to come, and she's going to try to take care of him. So he, the prophet goes to Zarephath. The widow was there gathering sticks, and he calls to her and says, Get me some water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, And bring me a porcel of bread in thine hand. And she says, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, not a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I can go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So Elijah says to her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me a little cake first, and bring it to me, and then after that, make for thee and thy son. Now think about this, you are her, your choice is to save the life of your son or to save the life of this stranger. She has oil and she's going to make a little bit of bread with what she has left. She chooses to sacrifice and obey. And those two things, sacrifice and obedience, are connected. And she um, makes it and brings it to him. And the promise is the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail. And then in verse 15 of chapter 17, we see she went and did. And that's, that's what we want to remember about her as our hero. She went and did. Even though that's her hero moment, even though they were starving, and this was a stranger, she sacrificed and obeyed and gave to him first and was taken care of from that point forward. And she says, so then right after that, not very long after that, her son gets sick and he dies. And she's, she's like, what was the point to that? Is it because of my sins that he died? And anyway, Elijah takes the son and brings him back to life. And the woman says, by this I know that thou art a man of God. So she's got two miracles, one right after the other. She knows after the first time you're a man of God. And then that faith is reaffirmed and she knows again you are a man of God. Okay, so Elijah goes to the people and he says, how long will you halt between two opinions? And that is what we want to remember about Elijah. He is going to call on the Lord. He has chosen the Lord. He's not going to waver. Um, so he says to the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. 
but your God, Baal, his prophets are 450 men. So here's what we're going to do. 450 versus me. And we're going to put this offering on an altar. You call your people, your gods, to bring the fire down and burn the offering. And then I will um, do the same and we'll see which God responds. Okay, so they, they try and they do all this stuff and all this hooga-booga junk and, and Elijah's kind of mocking them and making fun of them. Cry louder because he can't hear you. Maybe he's talking or he's busy. Maybe he's on a journey or, or maybe he's asleep and needs to be awakened. And they cry aloud and they do all this hoogie-boogie stuff and Anyway, nothing happens. So then Elijah takes 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the son of Jacob, and he builds this um, altar, and then he puts wood around it and, and his sacrifice on it, and then he says, okay, douse it in water. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And water is just soaking wet. Water's all around the altar. And the trench around the altar is filled with water. And he comes near and he says, um, Let it be known this day that thou art the God in Israel, and I am thy servant. And I've done all these things at thy word. So the fire of the Lord fell and whoosh, come, just consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dust, licked the water up that was in the trench big display of power, huge display of who is the, the God. So then we've got this lady Jezebel, and she is evil, 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 evil. In fact, she is the sole reason that Israel was destroyed and pulled down. That's how bad she is. And she is told about everything that Elijah just did. And Jezebel said, okay, well, I'm going to kill him then. And Elijah takes off running for his life um, while she's in pursuit. He gets a day's journey into the wilderness away from her. And he sits down under a Jupiter tree, juniper tree, and... He just says, it's enough. I can't do any more. And he lays down under this tree and, and just says, okay, Lord, just take my life because I'm done. And he lay and slept under that tree. And then an angel touched him and said unto him, arise and eat. And that's our next hero is this angel. So this little angel comes and, and baked him a cake on the coals and brought him a cruise of water at his head or milk. Milk goes better with cake, right? Anyway, he did eat and drink and the angel came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. And sometimes when we have those 
the journey is too great for me. Maybe we should be looking for our cake angel to come. And maybe we should show up in someone's life, someone's story with cake and milk and be their cake angel. But anyway, he arose and, and ate and drank and then he got more strength and he goes onward in that moment that the journey was too great. So the next thing we see is that Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break it in pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And Elijah heard it, wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? What are you doing here? What are you doing? And the, the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left. They seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and thou shalt anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shalt thou anoint to be a prophet in thy room. So he's given another person on this journey to help shoulder the weight of what needs to be done, and he gets a, uh, a friend, essentially. So there's three ways out of the juniper tree moment. Look for the angels in your life. Listen to the still small voice and look for a friend. So those are our heroes this week. We've got Elijah, the prophet, who I will choose the Lord. We've got the widow of Zarephath, who went and did in her hero moment. We've got the little angel who came and made a little cake and offered strength when strength was gone, um, when the journey was too great. And then we've got the spirit who gives comfort, direction, and a friend so he's not left alone. So that's it for this week, and look forward to your questions. I hope you're enjoying the heroes this summer. We're halfway through of all of our heroes. Have a great week, and remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.